Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Skeptic Wire. It is January 7th, 2015, our first episode of the new year, and this is episode 181. I am Donna Swafford, and with me tonight is Greg Perrine. I feel so much older now that we hit a new year. Unfortunately, our other co-host, Gary, is off in the hinterlands of the United <laughs> States. The middle of nowhere. Pretty much from the pictures he's been sending us. He is out at work in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, and I think that's actually the name of the town. <laughs> um, look it up on your map. Say hi if, you, if you're a listener. <laughs> There's a, a folk band I listen to called Eddie from Ohio, and one of the lines from their songs is... There's a cold wind blowing through Wyoming because there's no one there to tell it otherwise. See, now, here's the funny thing is I actually own land in Wyoming. Ah, okay. I own 40 acres outside of Cheyenne. <laughs> but you're not there, so the lyric still applies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Wyoming because it's the least populated state in the nation, and it's nice, and it's quiet, and pretty much people don't give a fuck. <laughs> I own where one square foot of land in Maine. So do I. Awesome. High five. High five. Thank you, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I wonder if your square foot is near my square foot, and we could, like, like unite and, and band together against the others. One of my friends was going to find out from all of her friends who did it, uh, you know, geographically map all the different spots to say, you know, where everybody is on the island <laughs> compared to each other. Yeah, well, Cards Against Humanity, you know, I, they've had a really successful year. I mean, they sold <laughs> poop. So... <laughs> Let's all give them a round of applause for creative marketing skills. So, how was your Christmas, holiday, whatever, New Year, whatever you care to celebrate or not celebrate? Um, we quiet. Uh, did some fun things with friends. Uh, usually, uh, the the social activity I like to do is is board games because. It's quiet. It's not like a, a, a thumping dance bar or something. You can actually hear each other talk and you can in between. Hear each. Yeah, I know. Are you really sure you, you, you like to do that? Because like I, I realized today, I don't want to hear most of my friends talk <laughs> after Facebook. And that we'll explains why you've been it. doing a podcast for nearly four years <laughs> or however well, that, long we've been doing this damn thing. Yeah. Wow. It's been a while. Mine was quiet. Had disquiet i mean i really can't say much i did absolutely nothing for new year's eve i barely made it to to new year's in fact i took a nap at eleven thirty for 15 <laughs> minutes because i was that tired i see okay but you know nice quiet uh getting ready have a lot of family stuff going on so I got a, a lot going on this coming year, a lot of travel. Um, I have a sister-in-law who's getting married, mm -hmm. so I have to go out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun because it is going to be apparently as redneck as you can get. <laughs> Their theme is John Deere. <laughs> Welcome to my world. We're registered at Kmart. <laughs> no. They they moved up. It's Target. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, that's really all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see what other people had to say about what's to come in 2015 a little later in the show. Yeah. But um, what we're going <clears> to... <throat> I should learn how to talk. You should, considering we've been doing a podcast for almost four years. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, you got me right there. A couple of weeks ago in our last episode, we started a brand new segment, and I think it worked pretty well. Uh, Even I, though if it was a little long. <laughs> a little on the long side, but I, I think uh, one of the things offline, Gary, who's not here, so we'll talk about him in his absence, one of the things he wanted to do on the show is get a little bit more back to basics with skepticism, as well as talk about newsy stuff like that but the the building blocks of skepticism of the major topics whatever so uh this new segment which i have decided to call woo woo tube woo woo tube i we, love that <laughs> we will watch and you will listen to us watching a youtube video something from the woo woo sphere of craziness that goes on out there and uh we'll analyze it and make fun of it and uh just generally uh Try to see what's going on, and at the same time, go back into the basics of some of these central skeptical topics. And this week, we will be uh, watching a video about homeopathy. Oh, yay! My favorite <laughs> subject! The person in this video is a Dr. Rajan Sankaran, who, uh, the, the caption on the video... Are you sure it's Sankaran, or is it Santarin? <laughs> No, he is not a short potato looking alien. Are, are, okay, I'm just making sure because <laughs> kind of easy to confuse. So, yes, this is uh, Dr. Rajan Sankaran, who is out of India. He went to the Bombay, which is now Mumbai, Homeopathic Medical College, and he graduated in 81. He, uh, in the video that we will see, and it was posted to our uh, show announcement page, and you'll have a link in the show notes as well on the actual mp3 file the little caption says uh he has an md in homeopathy homeopathy only and he has an fsa chom which is the fellow of society of homeopaths which is apparently just an honorarium that they give you if you're really homeopathic a great homeopath <laughs> something like that is that like being a really great like tiddlywinks player, you know, it's not <laughs> not something that you really put on your resume. Because like, if you're a really great chess player, you put that shit on your resume. But if you, like you're really great at tiddlywinks, does the world really care? Other than well, he thinks he's a medical practitioner. He so thinks, thinks keyword in 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 this kind of insular group. I assume it's kind of very kind of honorific, of you know, calling someone sir or something where. Maybe outside of Britain, you don't really care that much unless it's like Ian McKellen. But if you're in Britain, maybe it matters more. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of British doctors who do care. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he still works out of India, but has also written uh, very many books, including, according to his biography, let's see, uh, Spirit of Homeopathy, The Substance of Homeopathy, The Soul of Remedies. Provings, the system of a homeopathy, insight into plants, etc., etc., etc. He seems to be fairly well known for trying to combine the original kind of homeopathy concepts that was created in the late 1700s by Samuel Hahnemann, whoever the, the the guy who invented homeopathy, or at least the modern version of homeopathy, and has been trying to 
add additional concepts to it, but uh, as we'll get into when we watch the video, um, he doesn't go into detail on any of that, but um, you can see, and we'll, we'll bring up as we go along, where kind of some of those concepts come through. So are you ready to watch the video, Donna? I'm about as ready as I'm ever going to be. All right. Welcome, folks. Welcome to Woo Woo Tube. Homeopathy is a most effective and beautiful system of medicine that has the potential to heal very, very difficult conditions. Yeah, okay. I have no words. If this is how he's going to start out. Yeah. It, this is kind of, a, <laughs> kind of a high thesis statement to be able to prove in the time allotted mm -hmm. on the video. It, that, yeah, that, that he starts out with effective. And and the fact is, and that's why I really get into this I'm, guy as as he is a true believer because he must believe it works otherwise. So unless he's you're re unless you're suffering from dehydration, <laughs> yes. But he thinks it does something. We'll get, later in the video you'll find out he thinks it will replace medicine. Okay, you know what? I can think that the moon is a big giant ball of blue cheese. Guess what? Doesn't make it so. Yeah. And he's FYI for the record. I do not believe this <laughs> before anybody gets all angry with me on the internet. And he goes out on a limb a, bit, a little bit towards the end of that clip where he's basically saying that it, it, it has the potential. He's giving himself a safe word, but to heal very, very difficult conditions. Yeah. I'd like to see how homeopathy has really worked with Ebola and AIDS and or cancer. Severed limbs. Yeah, severed limbs. Broken like, spines. Homeop yeah. Homeopathy. That's that'll, pretty damn difficult. That'll bring back <laughs> your foot. <laughs> but I might agree with him on one spot in that it might be considered kind of, if you don't know anything about biology, it might be considered beautiful. Yeah, if you're drunk <laughs> and you're trying to cure your hangover preemptively. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. There is only one little drawback. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's only one? I can come up with like 18 in the 15 seconds we've been listening to this guy. Besides, it doesn't work. What? Uh, just a couple more. Um, It doesn't work. It hasn't been proven to work. It's water. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's implausible. <laughs> it's, yeah. It could conceivably... Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Yes, which may be homeopathic or or actual allopathic because it's also got sort of shit in it. But, um, yeah. yeah. Let's just keep going. And that is... It's... This is the, this is the one little drawback. Whatever, whatever he's about to say, that's the drawback. One little drawback. And that is... Its beauty lies in understanding the individuality of the patient and the art lies in selecting the exact remedy for the patient. The more exact it is, the quicker and the more deeper and the more profound the effect is going to be. Okay, pause for a second. So that, is, is, that is the problem with homeopathy that he has seen is that it's so specific. Okay. Once again, though, we're talking about the same thing in modern medicine. It's not like everybody who gets cancer is treated the exact same way. It's not like everybody who loses a limb suddenly gets a foot <laughs> for their prospective uh, prosthesis. 
Because, let's see, if you lose a hand, a foot isn't going to fucking help you. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I get it. But, yeah, they, he thinks that what really is the only strength of homeopathy, which is that you sit and talk with someone for, like, an hour about their feelings and... And and you, 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 they they actually listen to the patient. That's what they that's the what they portray. In that you know, I'm really listening to the patient. I'm they're telling me all their problems because someone like Sankar. Um, so it's high paid therapy. Maybe not even yeah, that. Um, it's it's therapy. Guess what? <laughs> therapy is not going to get rid of cancer. Yeah, there was a, there's an interview with him on hpathy.com, which is just pathetic um, where basically he talks about if you're dealing with someone who has a problem with the death of a parent, you might consider the, the synergy of things that are dealing with shock and surprise, but also death and, and, and kind of combining ingredients to get something that's bigger than the sum of its parts. So you can tell from, Besides just the word salad bullshit of combining these kind of, well, Laganasi sensation is good for shock and surprise, uh, but maybe Ingantia or Nux Vomica, okay, anyway, is good for ailments from the missing friends or something like that, that besides all that word salad, he's talking to the patient about, you know, what are you going through? what you know what's going on in your life so it is well okay psychology right it's, it's shitty psychology but it's it is therapy so if you've got a guy who just lost his father that he, you know he deeply cared about and everything else and you know let's say the guy is actually sick well guess what? no they're it's, they're just dealing with the psychology of oh i lost my parents i want a homeopathic remedy so i feel better Talking yeah. will make you feel better. As this isn't as, even about like curing with, asthma. Along with a nice antidepressant <laughs> that they can't prescribe. I want that noted. Yeah. That they cannot prescribe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. Yes, the, I, the, I, I, the, uh, the beauty and the art of it, that's the problem. That's what he's getting oh, into. Oh, yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> So there is not really a, a choice between one and the other remedy, but the choice is how does the homeopath go into and perceive the individuality of the person and select the exact remedy? The exact remedy. Because it's There's it's just... an art, but it's also a science because if if you do the math, you will only get one response every single time, despite the fact that they there there have been like skeptical stings where they've gone into ten different homeopaths with the same exact condition and gotten ten different remedies. But the other side of this is is that what they're saying though is is that a doctor, a licensed medical professional who went to school for however long, mm -hmm. who can prescribe medications and everything else is the, the flip side of this is is they're saying these people are not doing that. Mind you, they might be doing it in a shorter amount of time yeah. than taking a fucking hour to discuss your feelings about how being sick is. Yeah, the, the homeopaths have... and, and all these kind of woo-woo medicines always treat um, scientific medicine as if it's only cookie-cutter medicine, as in it's only one-size-fits-all. Now, most of the time, one-size does kind of fit all. 
if you take aspirin, for most people, that's probably going to work for minor aches and pains. And, and, you know, Tylenol might work for fever or something like that. Most of the time, it is one size fits all. And, and the idea that you have to, if someone comes in with a headache and the homeopath says, well, tell me about your mother. Not necessarily. You're not Freud. Get over yeah. it. <laughs> well, the, all of this comes back to the, the guy who originated homeopathy, uh, Samuel Hahaman, who basically his idea was that there's disease is not a separate thing that invades your body. Right. It's always it's, been it's, there. Blah, 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 blah. It's blah, a spiritual you... malaise or whatever the of the essential vitalism of your body. It's, you know, it's it's very much kind of chakras and humors and all those kind of same ideas of you need to bring the body back into balance so that your surface symptoms don't become an inner disease like eczema can lead to cancer or something like that. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's move on yeah. because I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the art and this art depends upon individual practitioners. It's not like you know, you have diabetes, so you take insulin. This doesn't work. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yes, it does. Okay. I, I, if you I, have diabetes, <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem with maintaining certain blood sugars. Sometimes raising your blood sugar is necessary. Sometimes lowering your blood sugar through the intake of insulin is necessary. Otherwise, <laughs> you die. Okay. I, I, I agree with your assessment. I do think he's more continuing the previous point of you can't just say, oh, you have in, you have diabetes. Here's some insulin. Don't bother me anymore. He's continuing the idea of, well, we have the individualistic kind of um, uh, uh, holistic view of the patient. You can't just have a one-to-one -one diagnosis. You have to right. sit and talk. So it's, it's a combination of both of those right. and, and stupidity. You know what? And I would agree with you if a doctor just said, here's some insulin, <laughs> bye, see you in two weeks. That would be criminally negligent because the patient has to be educated on how to use it, when to use it, how to test to figure out when to use it. Additionally, they're probably going to have to see a nutritionist mm -hmm. to figure out better. So it's he's saying... Bullshit. <laughs> well, you're making the point that scientific-based medicine does look at the individual to say, all right, you know, some guy who's thin and um, came down with diabetes in college or something, it may be something genetic. Your diet is not the biggest problem, so let's not focus on that. Let's work on and, – and you sit with someone and you're talking about how to test their blood and make sure that they monitor and, and when's your good times and bad times, whereas someone – who might be 500 pounds, you say, you need to also lose some weight and we'll manage your blood sugar. And well, it is individualized in that way. Exactly. So, but you know, I, I'm really sick and tired of this. Oh, this is an art. I don't see homeopathy hanging on the fucking wall of the Louvre. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I've that's, that's okay. Been wanting to say But that. I agree with your initial assessment of that last phrase that this doesn't work is a dangerous thing to say. Yes. It's, it's like saying, you know, ignore your malaria vaccinations, get some homeopathy, you'll be fine. Right. And it's patently a lie. It's not even an untruth because he is ignoring yeah. basic medical 
advice. I, I think and, it's like the psychological defense of my thing has to be right, so the other has to be wrong. Right. Otherwise, I'm doing a horrible thing. It's psychological defense. If I had a doctor who said, okay, you have diabetes, and just threw a box of insulin at me, <laughs> I would be all like, what the fuck, dude? First of all, that's assault. Right, exactly. <laughs> but at that point, I would take the diagnosis, I would take my medical paperwork, and I would go to a different doctor and say, okay, this is what I've been told. Fucking help me figure this shit out. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, is that if you want me poking my finger 18 times a day and then sticking a needle in my butt because, you know, my pancreas is no longer working the correct way. I kind of want somebody to teach me how to do it correctly yeah. so that, you know, I'm not shooting myself in my hoo-ha or something yeah. thinking that that's going to make it work quicker. There's going to be training and individualized attention, and there is an art to that as well. Right. So, fuck you. Pretty much. <laughs> fuck you, that's why. That's pretty much our response to this entire video. Let's keep going. We have discovered new methodologies in order to take and analyze cases. And we have developed many systems which make the homeopathic prescription much more consistent and result-oriented. I have, I have two words. Mm -hmm. Citation needed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the idea of new methodologies, maybe he's talking about that idea that I was saying where the, the, the founder guy of homeopathy developed th the ideas of maya miasmums or whatever the hell it's called, where it's like, these are the bad things that happen to you that cause diseases. Long story. Um, he developed a repertory. He developed the materia medica, which is kind of, those are both kind of lists of what cures what and what causes what symptoms, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the idea of dilution and all that. So those are the original basic principles. But, um, Dr. Dr. quotes, Sankarn is pretty famous in the homeopathic circles for being known of introducing the concept of kingdoms, which is essentially you've got your plant kingdom, animal kingdom, and mineral kingdom, which kind of groups homeopathic remedies together. Oh. So something you might get from spider venom and... The arm yes, of a praying spider, mantis. Spider or, venom has never been poisonous yeah. ever. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole like homeopathy. You dilute it past whatever and like cures like all that bullshit. But, um, but yeah, it, it, like the new concepts or quote unquote methodologies that he's talking about is all verbal Deepak Chopra kind of bullshit of, well, we think this is true. So there we're going to assume it's true. And that now it's a methodology. Either that or they have a website where you click in your symptoms and it suggests you take alasisakakaganum or whatever the hell it's pronounced as. So maybe a website is a methodology to these people, but not a lot of new on the technology side. So the progress that has been done now, we need to reach this to the homeopaths, train them in these new and modern methodologies, and then we will see that there is more consistency and more results with homeopathy. The more evidence we have, the more training we do, and the more results that we are able to produce will speak for themselves. That Not in a peer-reviewed medical journal. Yeah. That is the only, I, I want to <laughs> add that asterisk right there. Not in a peer-reviewed journal. Right. The, the problem with homeopathy is even like all over its Wikipedia article, it's pretty clear 
it's never been proven to work. There's never been case studies or experiments yes. where it does anything. Because if it worked, they would call it medicine. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tim Minchin. Yes. <laughs> but the idea that more training, more methodologies, more evidence, what it should do is find something that kind of generally works and make it work even better. If it doesn't work at all, you you're, you you abandon it. Yeah, it's it's you jump ship. You're not going to be able to Titanic. refine that. It is going down. It's it's lipstick on a pig. It's you know polishing a turd to Which say that you, you can do, but it's a lot of verbal gymnastics to say please. We still are relevant. That's the reason why, despite all this, what has criticism that homeopathy has faced, it still survives and it grows more in. Many countries that I've been because to, people are stupid. <laughs> Just remember, even if you have an average intelligence, that means fifty percent of the world is dumber than you are. Pati <laughs> is only growing, and in newer countries, it is being introduced, like in Japan or in East Europe or things like that. It's only growing and growing and growing. Okay. So because Japan, other people have heard which of is it. a country that has been around for hundreds of years, this is a new country? It's been around longer than the United States. Well, no, it's not that Japan is new. It's that Japan is starting to adopt homeopathy. Therefore, it must be right. Or, right, yeah, which because is it's expanding argument ad populum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like saying, because... Christianity was forced upon the New World people in, in the Mayans, and it spread there, it must be true. That doesn't make no. any sense whatsoever. It's, 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 not, it, it's a combination of, like, argument from popularity and, like, a non sequitur. The, yeah. It, it, one does not correlate with the other. So, yeah. Anyway, it's popular, so therefore it's true. We need to work on our own healing systems. I think that means, like, your body will heal itself naturally. We don't need these Western medicines that, you know... It's uh, all organic. Yeah. You shouldn't fuck with all, it. All you natural. If yeah. I have a fucking cold, I'm, like, drugging myself <laughs> with, like, NyQuil and Benadryl. Because I don't want to be fucking miserable. I just want to sleep until it goes away. Yeah. So I wonder if this uh, Dr. Sankaran is one of those homeopaths who's gone even further to assume that the light or the oil that they use for the delusions or dilu dilutions, uh, <laughs> I like that, was your a first that was a Freudian penis there, um, that they can absorb things like light or x-rays to further f their homeopathic remedies or something like that. Not entirely an all-natural cure, but then again, they... they they prescribe cyanide. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, diluted so it doesn't hurt anybody, but still it's cyanide. Why is yoga? Why is Deepak Chopra's book? Why is meditation? Why is other forms of natural healing getting so popular? And also... Because people are cheap. <laughs> Just because it's popular does not mean it's true. I think that right. covers all of those. I mean, yoga can be good exercise... And it can be great for relaxation. Yeah. But Deepak Chopra is an idiot. Meditation can be good for re relaxation, but that doesn't mean it's going to cure your cancer. Right. Being effective. Because people realize it. 
and I think the healing should come from within. Okay. They. Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. It works because I, people realize it. I'm, I'm, I'm using my PhD here for a second. It he works certainly isn't. <laughs> because people realize it. <laughs> now, granted, he's kind of talking it off the cuff works here, but still. Because. I got nothing at this point. <laughs> I just. Yeah, let's keep going. The approach of homeopathy is the problem is not outside. It is inside of you. Heal that. That's the kind of same concept that I was talking about earlier where the, the founder guy talked about that this is this is more of a spiritual malady. It's vital forces and your chakras, whatever that you need to. It's Satan, people. Put... <laughs> it's Satan. Yeah, the reason much. you have cancer is because of Satan. <laughs> and I think this is slowly coming into human consciousness. So I think that we will come to a point. Bingo! I think I won because I think I managed to hit all of the. <laughs> the human consciousness line? Is that what. Yes. Bingo! <laughs> yeah, he, he, he figures the more people that hear about homeopathy and that. They have cures for everything, apparently. The more people will believe it. Where natural healing, internal healing, will become the primary mode of treatment. And, and you know what? And if it becomes the primary mode of treatment, I am moving somewhere like Canada. Because <laughs> they have westernized medicine and they're not afraid to use it. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be the primary mode of treatment. Modern medicine will have its scope in medical and surgical emergencies. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> A homeopathic surgeon. Well, no, what? no, 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 no. Basically, modern medicine will have its scope in medical and surgical emergencies. So what that means is. Oh, okay. So you go see your, you go see your modern doctor when you need your appendix out, but you go see your, your, your homeopath when you. I don't it's, know when you... It's, it's <laughs> hitting on the idea that homeopaths believe that modern medicine only is dealing with the symptoms. It's not dealing with the the true the disease, problem. which is that malaise, the vital forces, whatever you want to call it. And that if you just treat the symptoms, the quote unquote disease that's deep down in there will keep going. So I in wonder... emergency situations like an appendix bursts or someone's leg gets chewed off by a shark and you need to amputate the rest of it, they will understand that, oh, yeah, in some of those emergency situations, the priority is just deal with the symptoms. Otherwise, he thinks homeopathy will replace everything. I wonder if you could actually get your chakras amputated. <laughs> <laughs> have that problem well that's we? a little sidebar so the the what the seven whatever chakras they're all really kind of head and body torso whatever and they stop at the groin so like if for some so reason have had how many yeah their the, maybe they're they're down a chakra or something or um i how would you really test that now that's i'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because i'm going to try to figure out some way <laughs> that someone can exist without a chakra, chakra. that we can test <laughs> Okay, maybe that's next week or two weeks from now. Which are actually the end results of the disease, which starts far, far before in the human economy itself. 
So that's what I was talking about, how the the modern medicine is just for surgical emergencies, right. which are the end result of the disease. The real problem is the, the, the internal problem. So besides just being a junky word salad of some true believer, we're getting – if you look into – what homeopathy believes and where it started from, you see why he's saying these things and, and reinforcing what he believes to be true. Damn. Yeah, he's they're going to replace all of modern medicine because he has to be right, otherwise he's killing people. In homeopathy, we treat the patient as a whole and as an individual. That means 10 different patients of asthma. Bingo! Yep, asthma. Every single goddamn motherfucking time. I have asthma, so it always kind of... It's like when you buy a new car and you notice that make of car everywhere. Every time somebody mentions a miracle cure for asthma, that always pokes my interest. It's like, yep, every woo-woo person is constantly talking about their treating asthma because it's not a severed limb. It's not a broken back. It is something you but can... But it is something that is potentially life-threatening. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's where I'm having the... <laughs> I mean, if they were talking about, I don't know, using homeopathy to remove a splinter, <laughs> I would, you know, surprisingly be okay with it. I would be all like, okay, it's your life, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Only if it actually removed a splinter, though. Which, you know, I kind of know that it's not... Not going to happen. That's going to happen with <laughs> tweezers, people. <laughs> But well, that's one of those emergency surgeries where you treat the the symptoms. symptoms. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so this is all the double talk that they do to bait themselves into their protected corner. So I went back a little bit. That means 10 different patients of asthma will receive 10 completely different remedies based on who the person is, how does he react to various factors outside, how does he think, how does he feel, how does he sleep, how does he eat. So it's it's the same kind of <sighs> this is a holistic approach. We're treating the whole person and the, the, the psychological interview of we talk to the people so therefore they feel better. It's placebo effect. Yeah, and I just And apparently I, according I, to I, that apparently sentence I cannot wrap my brain around the stupid anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're in the home stretch and here we got a humdinger for you folks. And homeopathy is so fantastically scientific. <laughs> <laughs> yep whoa okay okay hold on hold on is so fantastically scientific pause. scientific scientific i mean he I says it with was, such vim and that, vigor i think that pause in there <laughs> was somebody deleting the un from the beginning of the next word? Or his brain's doing, like, his brain trying to leap out his ear because he knows what he's about to say is not true. Is, is I, I think I think he's a true believer. I honestly do. I When you're steeped in that environment, it's an echo chamber where you keep believing that everything you say is true. And you get people talking about him as if he is one of the great minds of the 20th century. That sort of thing. So I, I think he's a true believer, and I think he really honestly believes it. Homeopathy is so fantastically scientific. You are just listening to it to see if my brain actually <laughs> explodes. You are a mean man, oh, Mr. Gray. That's like, I, I got to make that my ringtone from when you text me. <laughs> Homeopathy is so fantastically scientific. I just have you as a 
banjo player. Like, I got banjo music for you. Don't, you do that. Wait, I, I don't play the banjo. You play the banjo lin or something. Okay, One yes. of those, those western-y hillbilly music things. This is not about me. This is about Dr. Shankar. What the hell? You mean Miss Dr. Shankar shit? Shankaran. Now, now. Now, now. Let's not get on personal attacks. That in our media medica. That was a, a problem with the, the actual video. He was okay. talking about the materia medica, which is the list of of medicine, quote unquote, medicines that they you have. You mean water? And, and what they what they treat. Uh, you mean water? Well, no. You it's, mean water? It, no, it's it's the 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 list of like the the alphabetical list of what the substance are and what what uh, traits they're associated with. Like, you know, um, uh, this red flower petal is for fiery ailments or something like that. That kind of list. Each remedy, we have 4,000 remedies. We have thousands and thousands, thousands of, of remedies. remedies. So we must okay, be able to on. cure something. When I hear this, what I hear is, there's approximately 4,000 words for the word water. <laughs> Therefore, we have 4,000 remedies. Yeah. Well, he's just thinking of the things you mix in and dilute. Because homeopathy yeah, yeah, believes yeah. the more you dilute it, the more powerful it gets. Contrary so, to what? <laughs> to, to logic. Contrary to logic. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> anyway. And each remedy has been tested on healthy human beings. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So you, you kind of stepped over it just a little bit. Healthy human beings. He's tested it on healthy human beings. So, because... That proves that it works. So <laughs> That proves he should have his medical license revoked because he's experimenting on humans. Well, besides that, but so you're testing a cancer treatment on somebody who doesn't have cancer and then saying that it works because they don't have cancer. Whoa. What is <laughs> <laughs> no, what uh, basically how um, the original guy, Hannah Menelman, how he, he did his quote unquote provings where he would give someone a substance and find out what it did to them. So if it made their s stomach sick a little bit, like a non-diluted amount, then it must treat stomach ailments. Or if you get something someone else and they felt flushed, it mu must deal with fevers, that kind of stuff. So that's what he's talking about in that they've been tested on healthy people to see, well, what would it do to a healthy person if we get gave them this? So therefore, if we give an ultra-diluted compound of this to a sick person, it must take that away somehow. The math but that doesn't... isn't what he's saying. What he's saying is we tested it on healthy human beings. So if you're testing something <laughs> on a healthy human being and they're not sick with whatever you're trying to cure them from and you claim that you've cured them, you've claimed bullshit. Listeners, we've presented both sides of this. You decide. <laughs> Volunteers. The symptoms have been recorded in such accurate detail. Those are I, the, would, I would like to see the reports. That, I would like that's to the see sim, the... That's the symptom list of you, you take this, it makes you feel feverish, so it must deal with fevers. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what, that's why I kind of went into that. Not to say that you aren't right, that he's a complete other moron anyway, but anyway. There is no room for theory. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Harpo. <laughs> 
So germ theory. There's I, no room for it. No, I, I think there's I, no I room understand for what you're saying. I, I think he's saying that there's there's no this is not a hypothesis, this is a proven. That Once again, there's no though, question about what he's saying. There is a misuse of the word theory. I agree. And I'm just trying a, to translate. <laughs> as a doctor, <laughs> he should understand. I, I I agree with you. There's no room for any kind of concept. It's just the patient tells you exactly. I get up in the morning and I feel a headache that goes from here to here and it is better from pressure. This is the detailing of the symptoms that we elicit from the patient and look which remedy in our entire materia medica has those exact details okay there was a lot there but it, it so, kind of okay, needed to be strung question, together i am not watching the video i'm only listening to it when he talks about the headache that goes from here to there i'm assuming he's like because the way I see it is him going, when you have a headache from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. <laughs> this, you know, I'm kind of, I admit this, I'm kind of, you know, ad-libbing my own in here. But this is what my internal, you know, because I just hear him going, when you have a headache from here to there. So what he was doing in the video is from here, the first point. So from your. On his temple. Your left temple, because I'm looking at you. So your left. Right. And then he moved his finger up uh, about an inch <laughs> from here to here. So basically kind of on the side of your head a little bit. Okay. And then he, when he was talking about putting pressure on it and that makes it feel good, then he just put his hand on the top of his head like you were doing um, rub your belly, tap your head at the same time. Yeah. As somebody who is a <laughs> migraine sufferer. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, this... So just a minor headache, which may even be psychosomatic, something like a placebo effect could work for that. Right. And that's where they get their quote unquote proven results. But I like how he has to look across the entire Materia Medica for the <laughs> exact, and I'm not sure how one inch, you know. Well, the, the detail of that there's this headache and it's in the morning and it's, and it's like a localized area and it's. And it responds to pressure. Those are the different things that he would look through his but book. But would, would you would it be the same if, say, it was your big toe, or I don't know so, that flabby part of your <laughs> of your thigh right before it becomes your gluteus maximus? Well, this is where the idea of the synergy comes together, where you're you're mixing together multiple things that are the better than the sum of the parts. So, oh, stick with me. So ah. maybe one thing is for head pain. And another thing is for problems that respond to pressure. And then and there's another thing out there for toe pain. So if you combine the toe pain with the pressure and you, if you have a pain on your toe that responds to pressure, then it'll work like magic. Otherwise, you would combine the other ingredients and dilute it past the existence of the universe. And then it cures your headaches. So I think that's that's the idea of what he's talking about of, of this concept. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Home stretch, people, I promise. And that remedy heals the patient through the law of homeopathy. It's a law? Really? Really? Which is called the law of similars, which means a remedy can cure somebody whose symptoms matches 
the effect of the remedy itself. And that's the video. So, so what I've gathered from this four and a half minute video. <laughs> Which is, it, for some reason is listed on YouTube for seven minutes, but someone fucked up over at findahomeopath.org.uk. Because what I see is uh, a quote unquote doctor. Yes. Who lacks basic dictionary skills because the law of homeopathy to them it's a law that's the problem is it really a law as such as like you know when you see an octagonal red sign you have to stop (laughs) because i'm wondering what happens if you say break it are, are the homeopathic police going to come and issue you a ticket to drink eighteen thousand glasses of water it's it's a law kind of like Jesus is the Messiah is a law in Christianity. It is a basic tenet of homeopathy that you must assume, like cures like, the law of similars, whatever you want to call it, to make anything else in homeopathy make sense. So therefore, to them, it is the absolute true. Otherwise, the rest of it is just nonsense. The problem is they don't realize the rest of it is nonsense. Therefore, the original law must be bunkum. I prefer the word hokum. Eh, okay. But, hokum, hokum. Yeah, so uh, a little in-depth there and uh, not quite as, as silly maybe as we were last time because this is a little bit more dangerous than someone we, believing in fairies. <laughs> right. Additionally, we don't have Gary here, who's always <laughs> worth... I mean, I, I did channel my inner Gary there a little bit. Yeah. I, I was trying to go for the, the explanation and you were bringing on the snark, which is awesome, Donna. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that is woo woo tube for this week. And, um, if you guys out there have any suggestions of rather short videos, we can't do like a full, like hour long documentary, but a few minute thing that you find on YouTube for whatever concept of someone explaining some really weird woo woo topic, send us a link on our Facebook page and we'll crap all over it. Yeah, uh, we will. Especially me. So speaking of people, I'd like to crap all over. We had some sad, sad news this week. It's not even, it's, yes, it's sad. Um, I actually am, surprisingly enough, more upset with some of the response to it. Mm. So for our listeners who will, this will kind of be a little bit of old news when they actually listen to our episode. (laughs) For the listeners who are uh, ostriches with their head in the sand? Right. This morning... The offices of the Charlie Beto magazine were stormed by militants. At least 12 are considered dead. I've heard mixed reports. It may only be 10. It may only be 11. The news is still coming out of Paris. But basically for printing Mohammed in despite, you know, the Islamic decree that Mohammed is blah, 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 blah. Right. A lot of people don't realize that this satirical weekly, Charlie Hebdo, actually was very satirical. Didn't really, how do I put this? They didn't really care about anybody's sacred cats. They made fun of everybody. Right. Christians, Jews. I don't, the the NPR reports mentioned all those other religions. They didn't mention atheists, but I would assume they probably sure. made fun of somebody right. at some point. The response that I have seen from my atheist brethren has been basically, 
fuck everybody, First Amendment rights, blah, 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 which is great because I completely agree with that. The response out of Europe has been less than fuck everybody. It has been these guys deserved it. There's been a lot of these guys deserved it. Additionally, what would it be without our great and wonderful Catholic League weighing in? Literally, I just found this in the past. So Catholic League, Paris terrorism victims have themselves to blame for their deaths. No, they don't. No. Bill Donahue, you are (laughs) categorically, unequivocally wrong. It is freedom of speech. Right. I have the right to say Muhammad was a bloody child molester. Freedom of speech is a little opinion. bit different in different countries, but right. that's but that's the ideal. I am not saying anything really that hasn't been said before. You're not really yelling fire in a crowded fire uh, fire right. <laughs> crowded fireplace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's because a fire I- in that fireplace. <laughs> yeah, so what? <laughs> You're not you're not yelling fire in a movie theater. I'm not yelling. I am saying that in my opinion this is mm-hmm. what I believe. Okay. The fact that we are trading people's beliefs as oh, we can't talk about that. We can't say shit about yeah. guess what? Fuck you if I disagree with it. I am going to say so. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote my beloved Kevin Smith, this is why it's better to have ideas instead of beliefs, because ideas can change. Yeah. It's the, the you. marketplace of ideas. What is it? Brother Rupert? Or... Was that from uh, Dogma? Yes. Yes. Great movie. From a guy who believes in God and all that. Yes, exactly. I mean, obviously, our hearts are going out to the staff and the people who cared for the... You know, the stuff that is left and the, the families of the of the individuals that were killed. Um, my understanding is, is that the editor of Charlie Hebdo had been under security like for years because they had threatened to publish the Danish cartoons. They had done all of these. They did publish the Danish cartoons. Okay. I wasn't sure if they had. I, I I've had a very busy day. So I had to. I was listening yeah. to um, his interviews that he had given with um, other ones being repeated on NPR right. today. The building for the magazine did have a police officer slash security guard out front, which was one of the first victims. They shot that person, then came into the offices and shot around and maybe shot someone else on their way out, that sort of thing. So there was security on the premises in, at the police level. And I believe even the police who were protecting them themselves, their families, had police protection. I seem to remember I heard somewhere that this was going on. So this was kind of a very high profile target for lack of a better word in that they had been critical, not just of Muslims, but of everybody. I mean, they, they didn't just publish the Danish cartoons. They're cartoons of someone in Muslim garb, maybe, um, maybe Mohammed, maybe not whatever kissing another man and saying, you know, the caption being like, you know, make love war, all that kind of stuff. So they regularly criticize everybody, but that the reaction to that is to kill someone. That's kind of the line because there is going back to the fire in a movie theater kind of, you know, when um, Sarah Palin talking about 
uh, putting a target on Democrats' backs in the elections or some kind of stuff like that. That is free speech that is not 100% protected because you are potentially inciting violence. But people saying that drawing a cartoon is inciting violence, where it's really just criticizing a topic, it's it's a fine line that a lot of people don't quite get. They just need their broad strokes of, no, you can't talk about that ever, or ev- not everything is carte blanche to talk about, but also, you know, you cannot ban topics entirely. Right. It's, it's like saying that a comedian can't make a joke about rape and you've got George Carlin's bit on, well, you know, imagine Elmer Fudd raping Porky Pig. If you craft the joke correctly and you're not punching down, you're punching up, all that kind of stuff, everything should be open for criticism and discussion and humor, which is what this magazine was all about. Right. I just found um, the Berliner Courier. Now, having lived in Germany, I I have a tremendous amount of respect for Berliner Courier, they're one of the better news magazines in Europe. And their cover response today was, Nine, unserer Freiheit kommt ihr nicht ermorden? No, our freedom you cannot murder. That's the response that needs yeah. to be out there. There have been a lot of beautiful portrayals by other editorial cartoonists in response to this of everything from... Well, uh, sadness to anger, even sometimes all in one cartoon. There was one where in French it says something along the lines of, you know, I can't think of drawing anything today. How could I ever draw anything when this kind of thing happens? But I must draw. That's the reason why I draw. It. And I'm paraphrasing the hell out of that. But the the idea that, you know, this saddens me, but it's not going to make me stop. It's going to make me do this How- even more. Right. And it's it's only when we take kind of their lead and say fuck you mm-hmm. enough is enough you know i mean i recent people who know me know that i generally keep my facebook very very scrubbed because of working with a lot of especially here in texas <laughs> some rather how shall we say evangelical type people i had a picture posted on my facebook from my own sister that says ha 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 i thought you'd enjoy this and it was a picture of a nativity scene, only it was very pop culture. The three wise men were Darth Vader. There mm-hmm. was Batman as the angel. And I'm not kidding. I had people flipping the fuck out on my <laughs> Facebook. You know, and I am like... Sacrilege! Blasphemy! Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'm all like, do, do you guys not remember that I'm an atheist and I'm irreverent <laughs> as hell? And most liberal Christians don't have a problem with that. Most liberal Muslims didn't have a problem with the cartoons either because it's, they realize it was, it's just political and societal satire and it's not threatening to them. Right. They did that. Most is most Muslims did not feel like they had to murder something over somebody over this. Right. And, and it's that those last few people that we need to get to somehow and convince them otherwise. But we are coming into this, and you've the past year it has really especially in in media it has gotten extremely bad look at what happened with the interview Mm -hmm. which i saw okay i will tell you guys this it's funny it's stupid crude funny you are not a better person for having seen it if you want to go be a better person go watch the theory of everything or the imitation game which i highly suspect are going to be academy award winners Mm -hmm. um imitation game 
especially, um, I really cannot say enough about this movie. I think it is one of the best films of 2014. <laughs> Donna's movie corner. But look at what happened with the interview. Somebody somewhere said, we're going to bomb a theater 9-11 style if you show it. And not one, not two, but five major chains, which represent about 3,000 out of 3,500 theaters pulled the movie over what may or may not have been a credible threat. Yeah. We have to stand up. Even if you don't like it, this is the point where you have to say, either stand up or shut up. It and to quote Benjamin Franklin, I believe it is Benjamin Franklin, and I'm probably going to murder this sentiment. Those who would trade. those who would trade security over freedom deserve neither or whatever. Yeah. That, like I said, I probably just butchered this. I apologize. You know what Abraham Lincoln said. Yeah. Never believe any quotes you read off the internet. internet. Yeah. This is what's happened. And to see the response of these people deserved it for what they did. And this is even coming from moderate Christians, moderate Jews, moderate Muslims. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are people who are out speaking against it. I'm the ones that are speaking against it are few and few between. And they're also calling these people, well, they weren't the right kind of Muslims. Right. Once again, the no true <laughs> Scotsman, uh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. I have a friend from my grade school days who was raised Muslim. I'm going to call him a closeted atheist, even though he won't call himself that. He has a very conservative in-laws. And I asked him, hey, how are they responding? Apparently, a lot of them are saying that it wasn't Muslims. It was... The Israelis. Oh, yeah, because it's a false flag. Exactly. So even like, uh, any time you have one of these things, like the Sandy Hook thing, like the movie theater shooting, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, anything. You're getting these conspiracy theories of, well, it's not us. It's not our people. It wasn't really Muslims. So this is from his conservative Muslim in-laws. It was really the people we hate. They're the people who would do something as bad as this. Right. It's that in-group, out-group thinking that um, really is scary. It's not like we haven't seen this response before from Muslims. I mean, Salman Rushdie. Yeah. We're, you know, they're just now getting to the point where it's actually, you know, kind of easy for them to actually carry it out. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people comment today about how this couldn't happen in the United States. It has happened in the United right. States. And, you know, it you, keeps you, happening you, in you the United States. You say the words States. Eric Rudolph and they just kind of go, who? who? <laughs> yeah. You know, you ask them about George Tiller and they go, well, you kind of deserved it. Guess what? You're just as bad as the people. And I've been hearing a lot of, this is why we need the Second Amendment. No, this is not why we need the Second <laughs> fucking Amendment. This has zero to do with the Second Amendment. First off, it happened in France where... Our Second Amendment doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's... That's a larger discussion. <laughs> but to say that this is a Second Amendment issue is avoiding the issue. Yeah. It is a non sequitur, you know. Just like if this the... was If this was happened in Chicago and somebody said, and somebody had killed a cop... 
because a cop randomly walked into his house and said, I'm taking your guns. You know what? Yes. Second Amendment issue. Guess what? This is not and ideas have the right to be criticized. And contrary to what anybody says, a religion is an idea. It is an idea of how the world began, how the world is going to end and how the world should work. And unfortunately, you know, because I'm a woman, you know, apparently I don't have that right to, you know, kind of say, you know, it's the boobs. That's all I got to say. Yes, it's a horrible situation and trying to think of a, a there, way to segue out of this. <laughs> there really isn't. I mean, this is something that is going to be on our radar for weeks to come. Uh, yeah. Keep keep the people and their families in your thoughts. And if you want to be a slacktivist, hashtag Je Suis Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> my original degree. Actually yeah, my in high school French comes back into soy. You know, because that's kind of the, 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 the slacktivist's way of showing support. Remember this the next time a draw Muhammad day comes up. And even if you can't draw, do a stick figure and say, hi, Mo. <laughs> yep. I have a psychic prediction that draw Muhammad day is going to be pretty awesome this year. Really? You know, <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> but we have some other psychic predictions to talk about. <laughs> Thanks to Ed Brayton over at Free Thought Blogs. We kind of had a, a roundup of the failed predictions of 2014. Yeah. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, there were quite a few of them. If, if you go to individual websites, you won't really find... You won't find them saying, we fucked up. Yeah. You won't find a lot of history on a lot of these psychics. And also a lot of the... I, I was just searching around the net in the last few days, and I was just trying to find major publications new york times la times something with a times in it where they might review what these psychics are talking about or at least give us an idea of the broad swath of what all these charlatans are talking about for 2015 upcoming there's not a lot of summary there's not a lot of talk about it. it's all these individual blogs of individual psychics saying well i think this is going to happen right. not reviewing what happened last year so it's good to have a summary right so ed reviewed the psychic predictions from a Lamont Monty Hamilton hmm. who said there would be an electric fire at the new NSA collection center in Utah linked to sabotage hmm. did not happen discovery that diseases can be transmitted or transferred by pure thought from location to another will be found really imagine that didn't hmm. happen well maybe uh, Dr. what Sunkaran might have something to say about that yeah Scientists will discover and prove that we live in an identical twin universe. That's the mirror opposite of ours. Did not happen. What's to add, though, it would be cool if it did. But is ours the universe with the goatee or is the other universe the one with, <laughs> with the, the goatee? evil goatee going, <laughs> as they tie the other one to a train track. Yeah. We will lose one of our presidents or first ladies after a prolonged illness. Didn't happen. Interesting political year since we will have fall election coming, and I predict we will have at least two to three congressmen resigning their offices before that time. I see a few more veteran lawmakers losing their seats after the election is over. Does this just not seem patently obvious? Yeah. It, well, I mean, maybe not so much with the people quitting in 2014 for the election, not just yet. 
I mean, that's more likely to happen end of 2015 or something like that. But let's see, an election year where some people might lose their seat? Duh! Yeah. Um, due to increase in, in sexual assaults in the military, men and women will eventually be segregated again. Didn't happen. Um, the, because that's the way to solve rape, is yeah. to separate people, not to, you know, stop people from raping. This is my personal favorite. Russia, China, and the United States will collaborate on an asteroid shield tracking program due to a potential hazard coming by December. Did not happen, and there was no threat of an asteroid coming anywhere near us in December. Maybe it was a leaked script for Arg Armageddon 2? Yeah. Armageddoner? <laughs> That's a porn film. Wow. I made myself laugh on that one. Um, programmers will discover a simple computer code or app that will end almost all future online computer viruses. Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a hacker programmer defense type guy, but you can always write a new program, find a new vulnerability. Someone fucks right. up all over the place. A scandal over a Nobel Peace Prize nominee will be reported in the news and that co the commission may consider taking the prize back from them. It was really avoid awarded without controversy. We're very proud of the young lady who won the Peace Prize. Well, I, it was any Nobel Prize, was no, it? No, it says Nobel oh, the Peace, Peace Prize. Prize. Oh, okay. Because, you know. It was the no you know Oprah those, nominee. You so. know those chemists. They're always trying to fight over exactly. who gets the prize. Oh, my second favorite is the original 1969 USA moon landing site. Moon landing site will be reported as damaged or vandalized by another country that lands on the moon. Huh. I thought that one was kind of cool, you know. Okay. But that would say fuck you to all those people who say <laughs> it never happened. Well, a, a fun thing is, like I said, I was looking on different websites to find to see if I could any kind of review, any kind of review at all about 2014 and their predictions to see if anybody was talking about it. And nothing. Everything is like individual blogs, like I said, touting their next predictions or just old copies. No, no discussion on it, whatever. Until I found um, a website posting on WFSA out of Montgomery, Alabama. That's Montgomery, the, Alabama. I, I, apparently a news station out of Alabama is the best I could find for some kind of review of a hit or miss on a psychic. Have you ever heard of Psychic Nikki? Yes, actually. Um, psychic to the stars. Um, I have some of hers from the National Enquirer. Okay. I'm just going to go quickly through. Apparently, this person, Brian, went through Psychic Nikki's 2014 predictions to see generally how did she do. Yeah. So, uh, the successes that he said was more cyber attacks. Duh. Duh. Um, contamination of water in major cities. Apparently Toledo, Ohio had a big algae bloom thing. Um, that's pretty duh. broad. Um, yeah, this next one, complete another duh. Try to hold yourself back, Donna. Sex scandal in Washington, D.C. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. More solar flares. Not a lot of specifics there, but yeah, solar flares happen. Um, Gee. That never happens. I don't know if she was specific on any of these, but apparently Brian was very generous over at WSFA and said that she was correct in predicting famous comedy legend will pass and counted Joan Rivers, Robin Williams, Sid Caesar and Hal Ramis under this umbrella. I don't know if she named that those people by name, 
Robin Williams, nobody fucking saw that coming. Not even any of the damn psychics. Right. Maybe Joan Rivers you might have been able to see because Sid Caesar, especially because he was old. It could happen. So the big failures, apparently she thought that the Empire State Building was going to tip over or at least start tipping over Lena, uh, Tower of Pisa kind of style. The CN Tower in Toronto was going to collapse. I don't know what she has against buildings. Uh, because she also predicted that people were going to be killed by falling glass in Chicago that came off buildings. So bad on on, on buildings. So uh, it, we've we've gone through some of the duh moments of, oh my God, solar flares. Oh my God, some celebrity is going to die. Those are like the psychics will have their broad predictions of, yeah, of course, you're probably going to get a hit on that. But they also, I think they throw in some very specific ones just so that if they do get a hit, it'll look amazing. Because one of her misses this year was a gorilla eats its trainer. Gorillas I don't, are herbivores. Yeah, they don't eat meat. So I think she, I mean, now, needs to do a, a little bit of research. <laughs> if he said chimpanzee, yeah. I would have been, maybe. Yeah. So he, he gave her. those guys are <laughs> bastards. He gave her some maybes. Fire at Buckingham Palace. Where apparently, you know, the, the, what if someone lit a candle or lit a fire in the fireplace? Or, yeah. I, I don't know, one of the empty million cooks turned his back on yeah. something. Um, one of the ones he gave a maybe to her for was danger around George Clooney. And the, he, he gave this one to her as a maybe because he got married. That's sometimes dangerous. So, um, oh, and the last one, kind of a callback to what we were talking about a little while ago. Um, Kim Jong-un will be in danger. Apparently the big danger was a fucking movie. Yes. So. So, so interesting what psychic Nikki had to say about 2014. Well, I, I really liked Craig Hamilton Parker, who writes for psychics.co.uk. Okay. He says that there were some, some correct predictions and a few near misses. So Craig, we're on a first name basis, <laughs> said that. Last year, I also saw a Stella, not Stellar, but Stella explosion and light in the sky that changes animal behavior patterns. There were a number of serious near misses from meteorites, and they were highly unusual and unexpected. Did and the that that meteorite that that came to Russia was not that was 2013, wasn't right, it? Right, I believe. That. And okay. the Northern Lights in 2014 were brighter than ever seen for centuries, but. He said that they would change animal behavior. If it's light, you, I just, yeah. Well, like under, under eclipse, sometimes birds will freak out and think it's night, but yeah, that's temporary. Right. Um, uh, he feels weird. that we will see more problems from space, a lot more meteorites heading our way, and we may get hit. But he wants us to know that it's not going to be Armageddon style. It's going to be deep impact style? Pretty much. Okay. Um, and something of reasonable significance and concern... <laughs> I feel like that up a little. Yes. Uh, he similarly feels that satellites will have serious problems throughout 2015 and communications may go down. He was also, he wrongly predicted that Nick Clegg would resign, but this may still be in the cards. And similarly, the Scottish situation will see serious, huge political upheavals. Even though I think they're done with that, with the whole right. election. Right. And thing. I still feel that at this late stage, Scotland will not be independent. No shit. I, I think by, kinda... by law, they can't 
bring the subject up for, what, another 10 years right. or something like that? He also says that he got it partially right when he predicted a chemical cloud over parts of the southern U.S. Wait a minute. Were these 2014 predictions? Uh-huh. Okay. Explodes. And he said that there was a an explosion at a factory near Marion in north of Indianapolis. So he was like, I was right about the event, but off about the location. But somebody has since posted. So, so, so he was claiming he was correct in saying that there was going to be an explosion in a specific place. It was in a different place, but claimed that as a hint because explosions never happen. Right. But apparently somebody corrected him because there was a war- warehouse explosion in Savannah, Georgia, that made some people sick from all of the fumes and blah, 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 blah. So apparently he did get it right because there was an explosion in the South. The the South, yes, like that that town here in Texas that their the refinery blew up. Yeah, that could count too. I mean, vague that up a little. Um, he had a prediction about the Pope entering initiating a new spiritual mission to help the mentally ill. Pope Francis has done. He that. has done nothing about the bishops. Right, but he has. Huh? See, that was a joke about uh-huh, mentally ill. I got anyway, that. it's funny um, when I explain it. He has raised many issues about mental health in 2014. But he has also raised many issues, period, afflicting the poor, the infirm, blah, 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 blah. Atheists this, can go to heaven. Right. Yeah. This is not that much. This, <laughs> this is kind of like a softball hit. You know, it was like a little bunt. Yeah. Here is his predictions for 2015. Prince Harry will become engaged. Is that the one who already had kids? No. No. That's William. The go. younger brother. Okay. Um, major volcanic eruptions in Japan and Hawaii. Like, that never happens. That's kind of a, a, like, you can claim even a moderate eruption, which Hawaii is doing all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Strange fluctuations in the Earth's magnetic field will be detected. Define strange. Yeah. Right. A nuclear submarine will get into serious problems. It could be Russian, though there is also Chinese involvement, perhaps an incident over the disputed Japanese islands in the China Sea. (laughs) Nay, I'm naming someone, I'm thinking of someone with a M in their name, or an E, or an A, or a C, or a Q. I mean, just giving himself all sorts of outs on that one. Economically, India will rise faster than China in the coming years. Okay. I mean, you do a little basic research. It's it's like these psychics saying that... Um, what is it? A theory of everything is going to sweep the Oscars. Right. A lot of people are fucking talking about that. So they went with a winner. Right. Saying that like dumb and dumber two is going to sweep the Oscars. I want to see a fucking prediction for that. Right. Josefina Vasquez Mota will become the first female president of Mexico. There will be a bad earthquake in 2015 in Mexico city, which would be horrible. Right. This, if there is a major earthquake in Mexico City, this is going to be devastation time. It's, it's all of these are along lines of if they really had this power, and they really knew for sure that these things were going to happen, they could save lives. Right. And but, and they could be specific and say, look at 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 my track record, I am going to save lives, as opposed to, and and if they're wrong, they should be put in jail like the, those uh, what is it, the Spanish or Italian scientists almost were, because they predicted an earthquake wrong but he also feels like the mexican economy will see an improvement as more cartels and gang leaders are brought to justice kind of focused on mexico this person yeah oh here's my personal favorite many countries 
may see terrorist attacks from lone, L-O-A-N, gunmen. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Hold up or I'm going to take away your mortgage. <laughs> Excuse me, can I borrow your gun? <laughs> that is just one of those ones that I, like, I just was like, oh, really? The conservatives will win the UK election by a whisker as they will agree to bring forward European election votes. So to disrupt UKIP's momentum, Cameron will be ousted just after the election, despite his electoral success. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if any of the, I mean, there's going to be some hits, some misses, some talking their way into it, some talking their way out of it, all that kind of stuff. But um, should okay, be interesting now, now to see Now, the next happens. two to me are kind of does. Because they're already happening. Okay. During 2015, Jeb Bush will gain popularity and will win the American election of 2016. Stereo's family difficulties and illnesses for the Bush family during 2015. Okay, first off, Jeb Bush, when he announced that he was developing his exploratory committee, and the world erupted with like, oh my God, yeah. there's another Bush running for president. Yay. Yeah. Not going to take away my guns and, and, and my, 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 my hat with a hook on it. And aren't, isn't like HW already in the hospital for something? Yes. So, kind of, like I said. Uh, and they're both HW and Barbara Bush are, are old. old. <laughs> of course. It's, it <laughs> um, and. The Russian economy will collapse but be bailed out by China, and the two countries will become very close allies, both militarily and economically. This is already happening. The Russian economy sucks, and Putin is doing everything in his power to hold on to what little power he has left. But do you really see China really caring about anything except themselves at this point? No, because what it is... We're is, more a consumer for them than We're more Russia of a consumer, is. but they are more in line politically with Putin, and so... Yeah, really, it's if, not... If, if Russia declines, then China can become more of a superpower, and they win. Right. I really can't say anything else than... <laughs> these guys are kind of hitting softballs. Or, or like I said, some of them are putting in the, the gorilla gets eaten by its... Or the gorilla eats its trainer... Gorilla eats uh, gorilla it's, stuff. They put in those weird ones. So if they do actually happen or if they could talk their way into it, then they make headlines. Yep. And that's kind of Sylvia Brown kind of um, area. But um, a lot of times, you know, when we we're talking about the homeopathy and the psychic predictions, we always get the what's the harm? Well, besides the what's the harm of religion where we have shootings, there's still harm over things like. Psychic predictions. Did you hear about Casey Moulter in Florida? No. He basically started damaging his girlfriend's car. He smashed her cell phone. The police came out and kind of broke them up. But then the police left again. And then he fucking flipped out. He broke off a side mirror of her car, deflated his tires, threw a used condom at the car, and was strewing all over... The car, like, quote-unquote, love notes written in creams and lotions. Do you know why he did this? When he when the police came back, the, he said that um, his girlfriend was a very spiritual person and can tell a person about their dreams and, and make psychic predictions because of that. Do you want to know the psychic prediction his girlfriend made about him? 
that he was fucking wacko? Uh, that his deceased grandmother was going to return to him in his dream and that she was going to, quote, commit an unusual sex act to him involving an adult erotic device. So his dead grandmother was going to pull an alien anal probe. Yep. Going to fuck the hell out of him with a dildo. And or a RoboCop proctology exam. Something like that. Uh, so, so basically he flipped out. That his girlfriend made a psychic prediction about his dreams and decided to assault her, assault her property, and get the police involved. That's the harm in believing that psychics actually exist. Yeah. Because you can actually get in fights. You can work yourself up over nothing. We don't know what's going to come. The only thing we can predict is Skeptic Wire will have an episode in two weeks. We hope. You never know. I could be out with an appendix, appendicitis, but, you know, a surgeon would have to treat that, not do my homeopathy. Do you still have your appendix? Yes, I do, actually. Okay, well, then it, it is a possibility we may have to cancel on, a, on account of uh, appendix. An appendicitis. It could happen to me, too. Exactly. I we am, could be in the hospital together. We'll have to ask Gary, assuming we have an episode in two weeks, does he have in his appendix? Stay yes. tuned to figure out, yeah. folks. <laughs> Film at 11. Yeah. So besides, like, the fact that the... Both of us have appendixes. Pendices? Pendices? Octopi? Appendis I'm going to piss you off and say octopuses. That's actually technically correct. But ah, damn it, I got it right. I hate it's it when I'm smart. Octopodes is technically the correct Greek, but octopuses has become an acceptable plurality for it. <laughs> but octopi is mixing Greek and Latin, people. Don't do it. Or mixing calamari with cherry pie. Oh, that sounds horrible. I know. That's why I saved it for the end. What else did we learn today, Donna? We learned today that homeopathy has 4,000 words for water. <laughs> we learned that a Parisian satire magazine was recently broken into by Islamic militants and killed several people who worked there. There really isn't anything funny that we can talk about in this regards, except that Bill Donahue is a bridging ball of gas who is blaming the people... Who were shot. I believe the bumper sticker you're looking for is mean people suck. Yes. We learned that there were many failed yet surprisingly accurate psychic <laughs> predictions of 2014. It's the Schrodinger's cat of psychic predictions. They're true and they, they're not true. Right. And that we have some interesting ones. Um, apparently Prince Harry is going to get engaged. So ladies, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what else? Do I oh, the but psychic prediction that... Theory of Everything is going to do an Oscar sweep. This can be filed under duh. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go see it. I highly recommend it. Great film. It will make you a better person. But, you know, things like, oh, look, gas prices are going to drive the economy. No shit, people. These are some of the things that come <laughs> out. But apparently the Russian economy is going to collapse. So we got that going for us. Should be interesting. Be an interesting 2015. And I'm sure at the end of 2015... We will be... We'll do this all over again. I'm actually going to save these. I'm going to file them away. And then we're going to come back and we're going to, you know, play Psychic Bingo or It'll something. It'll be like the Samuel Adams time capsule. Yes. Which apparently is like one of the oldest time capsules around. Cool. I just learned that today. Apparently it was a very interesting thing that they found. So. Yay, archaeology! Woohoo! 
Um, but that's really all that we've got. Hopefully Gary will be back from Das Hinterlands <laughs> for our next episode. He was going to try and do an on the road thing, but well, I, 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 I really think that the reason he didn't do it is because he is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> he sent us a picture of the, 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 the outhouse, the outhouse on wheels <laughs> because a, a, Outhouse in one place is just too permanent for the middle of Wyoming. <laughs> so uh, check us out on iTunes, blah, 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 blah. We'll be back in two weeks. If so, nothing else, it'll be me and Greg. Yep. And I will be, yeah. Let's Hopefully just... still have your appendix. I hope so. I'm kind of fond of it. All righty. You're attached to it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, All right. See you in a couple weeks, folks. Bye. Bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. make a real what's up so a friend of mine lost his power and they're talking about starting a fire at their house because they have a fireplace and somebody said he said yeah you know i'm gonna throw on some duraflame logs and somebody said those don't really provide any heat though and i'm all like if it's on fire (laughs) it's going to provide heat Fire equals uh, heat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I think I'm just staying out of it. All right, I Cause, guess because yeah. I, I, I can't. <laughs>